Hello and welcome to How to Save Your Planet podcast. I'm Dr. Tara Shine and in this series I'm suggesting how each one of us can play our part in reducing the impact we have on our planet and improve our own lives in the process. To show how everyday habits have an environmental impact, I use examples taken from my book How to Save Your Planet One Object at a Time. In this episode, I'll be casting an eye over your lawnmower and your car, taking a peek into your garden shed and discussing compost, weed killer and pet food. Now, what's more pleasant on a warm summer afternoon than the sound of a lawnmower in the distance and the smell of newly mown grass? Not so pleasant, perhaps, is to know that petrol fueled lawn equipment, lawnmowers and strimmers, are responsible for up to 45% of non-road petrol emissions in the United States. Of course, there are other kinds of lawnmowers, push lawnmowers, plug-in electric mowers and robotic mowers, which can do the job while you're doing something else. Robotic lawnmowers are electric, so they have a lower carbon footprint than a petrol mower. My advice? If you have a small garden, use a push mower. If not, choose an electric model over a petrol one and be sure to find a new home for the old one or recycle it. Sharing or renting a strimmer, leaf blower or lawnmower with your neighbours will mean much less environmental impact. To reduce the energy consumed by your mower, consider cutting the grass less often and leaving wild areas. The local wildlife will thank you. Such wilderness areas help to promote biodiversity and provide food for important pollinators such as bees. When their day is done, contact your council to find out how to recycle your old lawnmower. I spy a garden shed. The source of the timber in a wooden shed is important in terms of environmental footprint. We have already lost half of the world's tropical forest with impacts on wildlife, carbon storage and local livelihoods and this loss of forest is contributing to climate change. Look for FSC certified timber and you can have peace of mind that the wood your shed is made from comes from a sustainably managed forest. Plastic sheds are made from high density polyethylene or polyvinyl chloride. They are very durable. Most are made from virgin plastic requiring oil and energy for their production, but sheds can be made from 100% recycled plastic. At the end of your shed's life, it's important to dispose of it carefully. Look for shed manufacturers that offer a take-back service for old wooden sheds when you buy a new one. If you're a gardener, you'll almost certainly have a bag of garden or potting compost stashed somewhere. Most garden compost is made from peat mined from peat bogs, which are unfortunately a non-renewable resource. They are magnificent wildlife habitats and they preserve carbon. Nurturing our bogland is also key to increasing our resilience to climate change. How can you help? Well, don't buy garden compost that contains peat. Look for compost that's marked as peat-free. Don't be fooled by phrases like environmentally friendly or organic. Neither ensure that compost is peat-free. Peat-free compost is made from bark, coir, which is made from coconuts, green waste, paper, leaf mould and sawdust with added nutrients and water-retaining agents. As soon as the weeds start to poke out between the paving stones and along the side of the path, fastidious gardeners, lawn enthusiasts and paving perfectionists reach for the weed killer. Weed killers work in different ways. 
the hormone type are selective and target broad-leaved weeds. So, when applied to a lawn, they kill the dandelions without affecting the grass. Contact weed killers or herbicides are non-selective and scorch or burn off weed foliage. Systemic weed killers seek out the roots, meaning they're also effective at killing perennial plants. Remember, a weed is merely a plant growing in the wrong place, but they're important. Bees and insects need wild plants like weeds for food. So stop buying and using weed killer. Apply mulch, wood chip or straw instead to keep weeds down. Pour salted boiling water on weeds in paving or sprinkle rock salt on paths in spring to keep weeds down. Pour vinegar on weeds to kill them, but do so carefully as it will kill any green thing it comes in contact with. Then how about doing some weeding? Hands, hoes and forks can all be used to extract problematic weeds. Enlist your kids and get outdoors together. And to prevent weeds, plant ground cover plants such as periwinkles that grow low over the soil and cover the ground. Try having a no-dig garden. Instead of digging the soil to plant, cover the soil in compost, mulch, seaweed or straw and then plant. This technique reduces weeds, improves soil fertility, stores more carbon and increases yields. Into the garage. All cars, whether they run on electricity, petrol or diesel or a combination, have an environmental footprint. Raw materials and energy go into the production of all vehicles. In cars that run on petrol or diesel, over 60% of their carbon footprint is generated when they're being used. The size of the car and the engine, the fuel used and the age of the car all affect the emissions produced. There is a hot debate about how electric vehicles compare with diesel and petrol cars in terms of their environmental credentials. The lithium-ion batteries used to power them have a lifespan equivalent to almost 112,000 miles before they need to be changed. The issue of what happens to used car batteries is crucial as they contain lithium and cobalt, both of which are expected to be in short supply by 2050. When the batteries are no longer able to hold a charge, they can be recycled. About 58% of used lithium-ion batteries were recycled in 2019. Biogas made in anaerobic digesters from food and agricultural waste is now being used to power buses and freight vehicles. This is a great way of solving a waste problem while creating an alternative fuel. There are other innovations to watch out for as well. Hydrogen vehicles, for example, which hold great promise once the cost of making and fueling them comes down. Here are some pointers to making things better. The greenest thing you can do is to not own a car. If you live in a city, think about using a car sharing platform, which gives you access to a car, but only when you need it. It's probably more cost effective than owning a car. A good idea is to organise car sharing with neighbours. It means fewer cars on the road, so less congestion and fewer emissions. There are several schemes online for businesses and individuals helping match people to shared car journeys. When the time comes for a new car, investigate buying electric. If most of your car trips are local, then a new or even better, a second-hand electric car could meet your needs. If you're getting a plug-in type, apply for a government grant to install a home charger. Make sure you choose an electricity supplier that provides 100% renewable energy and switch your meter to take advantage of cheaper rates when charging at night. You could even look into installing solar panels to charge your electric car, with your car battery effectively storing the solar energy you produce. And if you're not ready for full electric yet, 
hybrid cars can offer a good middle ground while improvements are being made in the range of electric vehicles and a comprehensive charging infrastructure is being set up. Do you have a pet? Did you ever think about the environmental footprint of their food? As more people around the world have pets, demand for pet food contributes to the need to produce more meat and catch or raise more fish. More livestock inevitably means more greenhouse gas emissions and demand for fish for pet food contributes to overfishing. To compound the problem, pet owners are overfeeding their pets, leading to obesity, health problems and big vet bills. Here's what you can do. Do ask your vet how much food your cat or dog needs and stick to the guidance. Also get advice before you consider a plant-based diet. Remember, dogs and cats are not vegetarian, much less vegan by nature. What you should look out for is sustainable pet food made from things like black flies, believe it or not. That's all we have time for today. Thanks for listening. For more information and many more tips on how to tackle the causes of climate change and protect our biodiversity, do get a copy of my book, How to Save Your Planet, One Object at a Time, printed with vegetable dyes on sustainably sourced paper. It's available from all good bookshops. Do join me next time for episode six, when we'll think about workplaces and school. I'm Dr. Tara Shine. How to Save Your Planet is a West End Media production for Simon & Schuster.